Oh, I'm furious. <laughs> Austin was Austin's a pretty big asshole. It's David's dad's <laughs> fault. What? We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. Shows that sucked and shows that flowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. It's ABC, featuring the VIPs of SBT. Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT. Money, weird TV is their specialty. It might be all four, or just one, two, or three, cause they're old and kind of busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your phasers to a download, a rarity that we have bestowed. Special moments no one would have shown. Open your body holes, cause you're gonna get told. Grab yourself a drink and let's unload. In a very special episode. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode podcast where we are ending our summer of crossovers with an episode where two classic sitcoms of the 90s collide in spectacular fashion. Sorry, I mean spectacle fashion. With me is the person who makes people laugh with them before they laugh at them. Carolyn Maine. <laughs> and the person who wants to feed the piggy. Austin Gordon. <laughs> and we have a crossover of our own. Well, I guess it's more of a returning character. Anyway, welcome back, Ryan Alexander Tanner. Yay! I, I can't believe... You got me to watch this fucking shit again. Why didn't you just go I, for memory? What I, you know, I thought about it. Why didn't you invite me on the Ninja Turtles episode? You like Ninja that, Turtles? I like it better than this. <laughs> so no. I would watch the time like uh, the roadkill was combined with the starving children with diseases, you know, like whatever. Anything is better than that. Why did is why that did a mash I, episode? That was a mat. Yeah, that was that was a really good mash episode. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why. I I don't know why. I just don't you know why. Escape. Guys. Why you can't escape? Is that the I question? Know. I don't but, know. Because today we're watching or we're reviewing. Full House, Season 4, Episode 16, Stephanie Gets Framed. Stephanie Tanner needs prescription glasses, so the title is actually a pun, and believe it or not, that's the funniest thing in the entire episode. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Michelle gets a piggy bank and Jesse has to pick his best man. As for Stephanie and her glasses, well, to feel more secure about herself, she needs to get encouragement from a very unlikely source. Yeah, we'll get there. That's probably the only thing that kept you watching, right? Was you knew he'd show up. So, I mean, is it a surprise? It's probably in like, <laughs> the episode listing. The thing about this is it's like, I hate Full House so much, but I love Urkel. It's <laughs> really confusing. It's like a hate boner or something. It was like a hate boner. Yeah. <laughs> That was actually the working title of this show, right? Hate Boner. Yeah, hate, boner. <laughs> hate Boner the series. Did you introduce yourself, David? Uh, did I not introduce no. myself? Yeah. I'm yeah. David Bitsnoff. Everyone knows who I am. 
they everyone, know. everyone knows. <laughs> and if they don't, that's their loss. Who would yeah. just start listening to our podcast? Well, that's amazing. Welcome. But that's yeah, David. Yeah, you know him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know me. <laughs> you, know him. you tuned in to hear me. You don't 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 try to suggest otherwise. <laughs> David's the Urkel of our podcast. Yes. Keeps Is him he? coming back. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It was I supposed think... to be supposed to be about all about Austin and Carol, but then uh, yeah. David just showed up in the third episode, yeah. and that's all anyone cared about. So the, then the audience like, just loved it. Couldn't David was out. like, "Hey, give me some cheese or something." <laughs> Ooh, yeah, the woos for him cut into my next line, so I just went to my trailer. <laughs> Still a paycheck. That's actually we actually no one noticed, but they actually replaced. This is the second Carol that has been on the show. Yeah, exactly. The That's first Carol true. got sick of everything being about David all the time, so she quit. And died in rehab just yesterday. I'm sorry to oh, say. No. You know. And then we story. had like a fourth podcaster, Bob, who just like, between seasons, just wasn't there anymore, and we just never referenced him again. Right? Who? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. But <laughs> yeah, Judy Winslow or something. Is what uh, yeah, like someone... Our, yeah, Bob yeah. just went upstairs one episode <laughs> and then he never came back. Yeah, I think we I think we've all gone over Full House and uh Family Matters. Family Matters. Family Matters. Why couldn't I think of the thing? Urkel, because he wanted to be called Urkel. The Urkel the show. show. The Urkel Spectacular. Can I, can I explain though? Because maybe someone yeah. hasn't actually been following this all the way through, which is that this all this all got started, right? Because I wrote Full House Reviewed, I wrote a blog. Yeah. I don't know why. I cannot understand how I ever had free time like that. You know, and, well, you know what's funny, Ryan? I was uh, I went to watch the episode today, and uh-huh. and pulled it up on the Hulu. Yeah, and, me too. I watched it on Hulu, and you know yeah. they've got just all the seasons there and everything. And I just remember like it doesn't feel like it was that long ago that you were writing Full House reviewed, but you uh-huh. were still like there is a point in which people had to send. You were like, I'm not fucking doing this and buying the DVDs. And people yeah, like uh-huh. bought and sent you the DVDs because yeah. it predated the everything you've ever <laughs> wanted to watch is available online era. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it wasn't even easy to torrent it yet when I right, started. Right. Because I couldn't get Family Matters. I was going to do review yeah. Family Matters and there was like no mm-hmm. way to do it. But yeah, so I wrote a blog called Full House Reviewed a long time ago. Like literally, I was like, so I reviewed this episode and I was like, oh, I should, I thought about reading that review and I was like, no, I'll just come in fresh or whatever. And I was like, that was like over 10 years ago I wrote that. <laughs> so anyway, I, I think Full House, I sincerely think, I think it's the worst successful sitcom of all <laughs> yeah. time. Like in terms of like, I'm sure maybe there were sitcoms that lasted a season or whatever, or that I just mm. never heard of. But um, it's so terrible. Um, <laughs> but I love Family Matters so much. And I don't know how, because they're kind of similar shows. <laughs> but uh, so, and for whatever reason, you fucking motherfuckers just 
keep <laughs> a, a, asking me to do more full house. How many full houses have we done? Is this the second one or second. the third one? This is the it's second just one. The second one. And literally, since I finished that blog like almost ten years ago, the only times I've ever watched Full House is the two episodes that you fuckers made me watch. Unless you count new Full House that other fuckers made you watch, as I recall. Oh yeah, I watched the first season of Fuller House, and then I was just like, I can't even. Which I think is where. still being made somehow. I thought I, it, I thought it was over. Maybe. I think it's over. But they cranked out like three or four seasons of that nonsense. It's four seasons. I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, technically we've done more Family Matters episodes than Full House Matters. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. As a special parting gift for a special returning guest. Welcome back, Ryan. More Full House, more Family Matters. Everybody can be unhappy together now. Well, why didn't we watch like a Family Matters Christmas episode for this? Because we're out of them. Why didn't we watch Carl's Bad and and We needed a crossover. I bet you there's probably a Family Matters crossover. You guys call me when you want to watch another Family Matters crossover. Christmas episode. I think there's one more Halloween episode we haven't done. Or a or puppety a men. Steve-o. Or a Ninja Turtles episode. Yeah. <laughs> we mine. should do the original cartoon sometime. Yeah. Wow. Ah, Definitely. Watch the one where Michelangelo eats too much pizza. <laughs> it's an intervention. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we get a cold open, and it's Michelle is brushing her teeth, saying up and down, up and down. And that's it. <laughs> and that's all. Done. These cold yeah. opens are always like Michelle is talking for thirty seconds. Ah, fucking fuck this show. <laughs> Danny comes in and lifts her up to spit in the sink. She says thank you, and he says he's just doing his job. And yeah, that's that's the scene. And there's yeah. laughs. There's laugh tracks as if this is funny. <laughs> do you as if think, there's a joke in there? Well, do you think that was in the script or that was uh, Bob Saget? Just like, <laughs> I'm just, doing, just doing my job. This is what I get paid <laughs> like, for. Oh, oh, well, why do you bring oh, up shit. the script? Because I wonder, I think about how the writer's room came up with this as like, the hook for the show that's going to keep people, keep like the butts in the seats for 30 minutes yeah. for the rest of like. Did they just get together and be like, ah, let's start this episode with Michelle brushing her teeth? Or, like, how did it even I feel happen? like they probably had to have had, like, a whiteboard in the writer's <laughs> room somewhere with just, like, post-it <laughs> notes of dumb shit they could have Michelle do. <laughs> and then they would just, like, grab one off the board when they needed it and insert it into the script. Yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going think... to sound like a real Danny yeah. Tanner here, but that was not nearly enough water to have effectively brushed her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like paddling that fantasy of like, what if your dad was supportive and there were three of them? <laughs> they were heterosexual together in San Francisco. It's every little girl's dream. But Michelle, I just wrote awful Michelle because she's so god awful. She's like spitting out these words on this toothpaste and like unsuccessfully. She's like, help, please, up, down. She's just, she's a little tyrant and she can barely enunciate her lines. Maybe this yeah. is the worser twin. I don't know. <laughs> also, I mean, there's a part of me that's just a little bit jealous as someone who spent about an hour trying to get a six-year-old to go to bed prior to this. That <laughs> all fucking Danny had to do is walk in and hand her a spit glass, and he's like, "Just doing my job." I'm like, "Fuck you, Danny. Fuck you." Are you <laughs> saying parenthood is harder than it looks on Full House? 
I'll, let's just say that once again, TV has lied to me. Well, let me ask you <laughs> something, Austin. Let me ask you an important question. Dad so, dad. Your kid, he's in the bed and you're trying to get him to go to bed, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Did you play gentle music? Oh, like like the, the sing-songy learn a lesson music? Yeah, if you're like, somebody do the music. You, you know, Liam, sometimes you just have to go to bed at the end of the day. Aww. And then he would just go, and then he'd be like, oh yeah, go to bed's the shit. And then he'd go to bed. So... That's on that's on you, Austin. You fucked up that time. Fair. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Austin, learn to be a dad. Carol, David, uh, next bedtime, I'm gonna I'm gonna dial you guys up, and you could you could play some uh, gentle lesson music for Liam. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. We're um, either making it up, or I could only think of the theme song. Uh, I'll practice. <laughs> Get the bongos. Then we get the theme. I think we've probably already talked the theme. Everyone knows the theme song. I was just watching it, and I was just like this feeling of dread. <laughs> you know how when people say triggered, you know? They're like, oh, I couldn't watch that movie because I saw something that reminded me of a horrible thing that happened to me. I felt, I felt how I felt when it was all, like, all oh. Is, all these like, no. Ryan's PTSD. This shit is unbearable. <laughs> Yeah, Although, we should put up trigger warnings for sure. Yeah, well, the, thanks for nothing. Yeah, too the late. Ver- <laughs> the version I had had like the full length. Oh yeah, yeah, theme, yeah, yeah. which is weird. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paper boy. TV. Did I get delivered here? Somebody tell me, please. This whole world confusing me. You watched the one I sent you, right, David? Yeah, Everybody else yeah, is using yeah. Hulu or the Peacock. Or I don't even know mm-hmm. how many Peacock? streaming services there are, but this was a weird version. It had like yeah. an extra theme, and it seemed overall less enthusiastic of yeah. vocalized. Yeah, it was That's funny. Weird. Like they got through almost the entire cast before they got to the everywhere you look. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it just exactly. that seemed very odd. Like <laughs> it's been a long time since I'd seen the long, long version. <laughs> the long version. Oh, yeah. Uh, and now Michelle's doing another mundane task. She's playing with a yo-yo. Oh, so, yeah. So real, real quick, as we come in from the theme song, I don't know, this has never struck me before, but, like, as they zoom in on the on the full house, 
The row house, mm-hmm. full house. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, like, the multi-million dollar house. Uh-huh. So All of the, like, shutters are closed. Like, mm-hmm. it almost looks like it's, like, boarded up and vacant. And I'm sure it's just mm-hmm. because they, for filming purposes, you know, they took their, their shot and they moved on. But you just watch it as they zoom in. And I'm like, it must be so dark in the full house all the time. The way they have all of these windows shuttered mm. up. That's where they keep the mother's corpse. <laughs> in that one room is above it, the main doorway. Yeah. Is it the attic or the basement where they keep those awful uncles, too? Well, there's <laughs> Joey's enough. Joey sleeps in the basement next to the corpse. Yeah. <laughs> the mommy's a mummy. <laughs> it's a Joey joke. Don't blame me, you guys. Well, it's been good talking to you guys about Full House. I'll be... I'll be back for a Ninja Turtles episode sometime in 2022. God willing. Ta- take care. We haven't gotten to the good part yet. Oh, yeah. Urkel's, good part? Urkel's coming. All right, I'll stick around. <laughs> Anyways, uh, DJ gives Michelle a piggy bank, and that's her story for the episode. Is she becomes a capitalist, I guess. Yep, DJ. capitalism. Start them young. It is represented by pigs. So, yes, this is the pig to feed with money. <laughs> I do commend this episode for having three storylines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's got an A plot and two C minuses. <laughs> yeah, it's three more than it usually has. Right? <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I have other continuity questions. I'll ask them later. Though. Yeah. Okay. Like, have Danny and Joey ever played chess before? This episode? <laughs> so Michelle goes downstairs to mm-hmm. to get some money from Joey and Danny. I'm just like. Look at these two jagoffs sitting there playing chess in the middle of a fucking work day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real battle of the brains, too, you know? I'm sure. Well, Danny is a I'm morning sure. show host, so he works early in the morning. Sure, sure. And Joey is unemployed. Fair. fair. <laughs> Joey wakes up at like 11 a.m. after Danny comes home from a full day. Yeah, this is probably Joey's like pre-breakfast chess match. <laughs> also if uh this was now you know that danny would just be airbnb that fucking basement in that attic like this yeah, shit would yeah. never fly now <laughs> um and also a morning show host could not afford a house in san francisco anymore yeah, yeah um so i didn't buy this because joey wins which implies that he has any competence at all well he does the checker move though yeah kinging himself in checkers yeah oh okay is tired he didn't get that no i was too tired (laughs) so so he does the checkers move where like his pawn he just bounces it all around i get it yeah it's not a joke (laughs) Is, or Very not joke. a good joke. But then also, like, you could clearly see that some pieces have already been taken because they're on the side of the board on both uh-huh. sides. So he presumably was playing legitimately for a while and then just was like, eh, fuck this game. And then just does something stupid for oh, whatever oh, look, reason. The audience is watching. Waka waka Yeah, exactly. Waka. <laughs> he can tell when we're looking. Does it change everything? Maybe. Maybe he can. The, the fourth wall. Yeah. Then Stephanie comes in and she has a note from her teacher that says she needs glasses. And Stephanie is worried about looking like a geek or a total dweeb. That is true about people with glasses. Fair. I knew this shit was going to happen. So, (laughs) wait, you guys, for those of you, don't let her kowtow us. (laughs) For those of you who don't don't have your glasses on, (laughs) all of us but Carol wear glasses. Yeah. 
And actually, Carol's just too vain and embarrassed to wear her glasses, her big round glasses with the absurdly thick uh, uh, thing in the middle. What's the that called? The bridge. bridge. The bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm so vain that I wear glasses for vanity, but I need to look smart like you four eyes. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Glasses. Nerdy. How old were each of you when you got your nerd glasses? Mm. First grade for me, Andy. Whoa, that sucks to be you. Third grade. <laughs> I don't remember being that concerned about it. But. Yeah, third grade for me. I was in like middle school, and I remember I kept being like, "Dude, I really think I need glasses." Like I couldn't read the board, <laughs> and then like when you did the eye test at school, like if you could read it at all, they would just be like, "Ah, you're fine." <laughs> and then, and then, and then one year they're like, "What does it say?" And I was like, "Where?" <laughs> and they're like, "Over there." It wasn't say. And I was like, "I don't even know what you're telling me to read." And then they finally like sent me to the doctor, and then I got some glasses. Wow. Um. Yeah. I had uh, I had a lot of headaches in third grade, mm. and so then. Went to the eye doctor and then discovered that I had glasses, that I needed glasses. Oh, I just kept breaking my glass. Like the first couple pairs I had, I broke them. And then I didn't, I think like senior year in high school is when I really like got a pair of glasses and held it together and just wore them from then on. Yeah. Liam actually is, needs glass, is wearing glasses yeah. part time. What a he, nerd. Was he worried about looking like a total dweeb? We're trying to ease him into it. And we it was one of those, like, we went to Costco to get glasses for him. And it was, like, they had some kind of deal. Like, buy one, you get, buy one pair, get a second pair for free. We literally just got him the same pair twice. Because I'm like, yeah, he's six. He's going to break these fucking glasses. Let's have a spare mm-hmm. pair. Totally. Well, I would like to just show up at your house. And give him some advice. I'm like, hey, Liam, the first day you go to, not to jump ahead, but hey, Liam, the first day you go to school with your glasses, act like a fucking jerk in your class. Disrupt disrupt silent reading class. The most sacred time of day. It is the best. Be a clown. Be a clown, Liam. Steal some props from your weird not uncle's prop bag and uh, make a scene. Yeah. At least they had a canon why she had all those glasses. That's like Full House really has like five lessons or something the whole series. And one of them is like... Just bother everyone. <laughs> if if you ever feel insecure or something's going wrong, just bother everybody. Just be disruptive and just bug Make everyone. Make it all about you. Make it all about you. This is why we brought Ryan back. I was feeling very insecure. I know. I make everyone feel better about themselves. <laughs> And it is deep lore. We did mention Ryan reviewed every single episode of Full House. It was really fun. Go look them up if they're still online. His hatred united us to hate this podcast today. I can't believe I ever did that shit. I didn't even make any money off that is the worst part. <laughs> if I wish that there was Patreon and shit when I did that. Mm, I was yeah. like, man, I blew it. Mm. Just re-release it. <laughs> I know, I wouldn't be working in a coal mine today if I <laughs> made a few better uh, decisions. Uh, Danny, tell Stephanie that she needs to get them now or her eyes will get worse. And I'm not sure that's true. Uh, it's, a good, it's a good dad excuse to get a kid in line. They don't know any better. In fact, I have a theory that I guess I don't think it's based off of science. I feel like glasses might make your eyes worse, but you still need them. Because so, you know. you're giving into your lazy eyes. Yeah, basically. Though your eyes are like, 
Good, I don't have to do as much work anymore. <laughs> I don't know if that's... <laughs> Scientifically I, it's pure accurate. science, Ryan. So the next, uh... I'm nodding, David. That's why <laughs> I would remember never let my eyes He's not music. a real doctor. That's like... <laughs> that's like vaccine denier logic. You know? <laughs> that's like, well, they're, how did they make the vaccine so quickly? Clearly, <laughs> it's not if a real thing. you take the vaccine, it'll just make your body weaker because it won't <laughs> fight yeah, for exactly. itself. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but anyway, then the audience goes, aww, at her yeah. stupid fucking stupid incidental problem. <laughs> well, the, my other question was like, is there anyone in her class that are, does, she's the first one who has classes? Or like, or does she just relentlessly make fun of those who do and now she's going to be among them? Is That's that what I kind of, I wanted to like, I, before this, I wanted a scene where, like, Stephanie was mercilessly mocking someone wearing glasses. And <laughs> like, then look at this it, total dweeb. <laughs> turn it all into, like, a reap what you've sown sort of scenario. I like that idea. <laughs> I think also, though, what you guys are overlooking is look at Stephanie's face. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I was trying to overlook that. <laughs> See, that's, yeah. <laughs> Many have tried. Few have succeeded. <laughs> and what would be the worst frames possible to go on her face? Well, we'll get there. We'll see that's them later. in like ten minutes yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> so in the kitchen, Jesse and Rebecca are planning a wedding that somehow Jesse managed to convince Rebecca that was wise to get married. You- you guys, we've never gotten to talk about Aunt Rebecca's college scandal, really. Yeah, convict- oh, yeah! yeah. yeah. Lori Laughlin is in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Lori Scofflaw Laughlin. Yeah, there we go. There it is. <laughs> I just came up with that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's still Scoff a fucking Laughlin. smoke show, but... Uh, oh, my God. Yes. very lovely lady, yeah. and she doesn't have intelligent offspring. That's no. the cause. <laughs> yeah. Or academic, right? Let's not equate academia with intelligence entirely. Yeah. But but rich kids cheat. And she and Philip... No. Um, not Philip Seymour Hoffman. What's Felicity the man Huffman. who cheated? Felicity yeah, and Huffman husband. and William H. Macy. Thank you. That's the yeah. man. They're well, all They, do, they just paid to get their kids into college, wasn't they? Surprise. Wait, William H. Macy was in on that mm-hmm. scheme? Mm-hmm. Well, because he's married to Felicity Huffman. He... Oh, I, didn't, I don't know who that is even. She's Did... a lady. Uh, <laughs> did he did he go to jail? Did she go no. to jail? Uh I think they got out of jail time. He was somehow less implicated than she was. I don't know. Like this is where I don't know if that was like a legitimate thing or like a legal technique or if it was just totally uh yeah, Felicity Huffman did the bribes and William H. Basie was like, What the hell did you do? But uh-huh. he did not get in trouble to the same extent that she did, despite the fact that they're married. But even then, I don't, I don't think she went to jail or I think Gloria Laughlin went to jail for like two weeks or some nonsense like justice. That. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, uh, I feel vindicated. And I'm sure it was, you know, easy <laughs> cakewalk jail. Yeah. Resort jail. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah, I barely, I mean, that was a couple of years ago now, right? Yeah, yeah probably, things so. have gotten much worse. We can't really pay attention to it anymore. I know, I wish that was what I was worried about. <laughs> I don't know if you ever touched on this in, in Full House Reviewed, but it struck me watching this scene. What a colossal pain in the ass it must have been to plan a wedding with Jesse. I know. <laughs> well, she's talking to him like it matters at all that he's even there. I'm sure she had to do everything. <laughs> right, right. And then also, I mean, what I remember 
most about their wedding is that they're arguing about the wedding song, you know? Like, what's it going to be? And he wants it to be, like, Jailhouse Rock, which is, like, doesn't even make any... It's not even, like, a romantic Elvis song. Yeah, There's there's plenty of Elvis songs that are... Legitimately romantic Elvis songs. And then... And then we get to the wedding, and then it is just Jailhouse Rock anyway, and he sings it. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which is, like... It makes it even more <laughs> selfish. Did he choose to get arrested for flying in air with fried chicken or however that went? Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, he's like, like gliding. Well, they he's chicken. stupid. He skydives, he ends up in a tree in tomato country. That's arrested. right. <laughs> that's all they refer to it uh-huh. as. I have no idea what that's you even. Say that phrase like that has meaning to everyone. Potato country or corn country, but tomato. Yeah, and, and, now then, and then he gets arrested for unknown reasons. Yeah, I think indecent exposure because his pants came down in the tree. Yeah, one now we're talking about other episodes of Full House. So, <laughs> so, so Rebecca says that like the last decision they have to make is whether or not mm. the waiters are going to wear white gloves. Which is uh-huh. crazy. Which is, okay, <laughs> crazy. Also, why the fuck is that a decision they would be making? Second mm. of all, in what world does she think Jesse's going to give two shits either way? And then, well, Jesse, I like how, yeah. and then he's like, well, who's paying for this? And right. she says, you know, my parents. He's like, oh, well, then white gloves. I'm like, what catering service charges extra <laughs> for the white gloves? Eh, you never know what kind of facility, what they'll try to upcharge you I with. I suppose. You know? Decorating the chairs comes at a cost. When I was a caterer, we would wear black shirts because we're so messy. I can't even Mm. imagine the caliber of prestige (laughs) it takes to keep your gloves white when you're picking up everybody's slop wine at the end of the Mm. night. I don't know. I heard heard if you wear white gloves, you don't have to wash your hands. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah, I got like halfway through planning a wedding and then COVID-19 happened. <laughs> that was my 2021 or 2020. I don't know yeah, what it time's is. Lost on so then I went skydiving. <laughs> Into tomato country. <laughs> In tomato country. <laughs> yeah. Got arrested. Why did you get arrested, Ryan? That's none of your goddamn business. <laughs> but of... Of course, her parents are paying. I mean, either it's either going to be her parents or Danny, right? <laughs> or Rebecca herself, I guess, because she makes money too. Does she work the, on we, the We know show who isn't point? paying, that's for sure. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. I the think, musician or the comedian. <laughs> I think she's introduced as the co host of the morning show, I'm pretty okay. sure. I think that's how she comes on the show. So that's quite a pull for Uncle Jesse. She oh, yeah. be marrying him. Oh, well, I do have to admit, he's a very attractive he man. <laughs> there is that. There is. He's, he's her himbo, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I do have to watch Full House, it's not so bad when you put your eyes on Uncle Jesse. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. This is, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. What about Danny Tanner, though? Isn't he? He's, has eight charmed him? He's better than Uncle... Let's say that Uncle Joey is the worst, right? Of humanity, period. All men yeah, everywhere. not yep. the best man, the worst of humanity. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of best men, there is one last decision that has to be made, who the best man is going to be. So then, uh, what? So then Jess... Or Danny and uh, Joey sh- uh, come into the kitchen. And- yeah, Becky calls him in immediately. Yeah. Jesse's trying to put it off for another instant. And no, Mama Bear is getting her wedding plants. And so Jesse has to choose between the wannabe 
com- annoying comedian or the guy who pays all his bills and lets him live in the house for free. <laughs> and exactly. introduced him to his fiance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And married uh, yeah. his sister, his deceased sister. Yeah. Oh, they were related. Mm-hmm. She Well, I think that's a good point you make, Austin, because um she was already dead when they got married. Right. Because <laughs> right. he introduced her, him to her deceased, deceased yeah, sister. Right. Yeah. He married his deceased sister. Whoa, yeah. that's another wrinkle. We're getting deep in the lore. Okay. Well, okay. you know, Danny definitely has necrophiliac vibes. All I'm sure. saying you look is, at his this face. is not a Agreed. difficult decision, even mm-hmm. before you get into the Joey of it all. Yeah. <laughs> What is I, Joey? Don't get into it. I know that it's it's just how these shows work or whatever, but like Jesse doesn't have like an old friend or something. Like yeah, there's, no. there's <laughs> no one in his life before he came to live in the full house. Right. Like, like what about the the like the bass player in the Rippers? Is, right. Is exactly. It, you know, wouldn't he be best man material? Or what about the bass player in the Rippers? <laughs> <laughs> the bass player for your best man, I mean, you'd be just as better the, off with it. To be fair, the, the show makes it clear that these three were childhood friends from the beginning, so the idea that one of them would be the best man makes a bit of more sense. Right? And probably all his other friends died in that car accident with his sister. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> That's I think fair. Racer race. But then, <laughs> but then he, so he makes Joey best man, and Joey yeah. obviously acts like an ass. But then he makes Danny head usher, and not an, a groomsman of some sort. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, because that's not as funny, David. Funny with air quotes around the word. Yeah. I was one time there was a wedding, uh, like maybe three years ago, and I was asked to be a usher by the guy who's getting married and it was like kind of mildly insulting in a way you know? <laughs> i can't tell whose wedding that was was that mine or david's <laughs> it was neither but i'll, I'll t- <laughs> and i'll tell you what that wedding ended up not happening so, <laughs> you didn't get to test your is, ushering skills huh? is there a connection i don't know well, i was an usher i think in both my siblings weddings so mm. i've only been a groomsman in one uh wedding ever Whose was that? Never a best man, Austin's. Oh, uh, merely a groomsman in Austin's <laughs> yeah, never wedding. Never a best man, and only mm. a groomsman once too. Mm. That probably says more about me than anything else, I guess. Well, you know, the best part about my wedding getting canceled—not canceled, but just <laughs> just it, that it could only was have your wedding problematic. Made some bad tweets. And- <laughs> 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 yeah, <it could. laughs> the hashtag was canceled. That it could have a. Uh, Less than ten people at it for legal reasons, <laughs> yeah. for health health code reasons. Because um, I I was going to have to choose between the three of you as my best man. It was very <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Another good part, Ryan, is that there were more cold cuts for you. I That's <laughs> true. Oh yeah, I got down on some prosciutto at my. That's what I recall. That's like my memory gift. Is like Ryan like. We have a f- down on some prosciutto, doing a little bop mm-hmm. in and out of Zoom frame. It was we a have a photo. Wedding. It was a really nice wedding. So then they say, like, uh, basically that Danny could be the understudy. Like, yeah. If, yeah. if Joey is a disgrace to the position. But <laughs> yeah, no. There's no just, if about it, right? <laughs> just, just look at his face. Right? Look at, don't look at his face. Look at Uncle Jesse, because he's very pretty. He immediately <laughs> disgraced the office the moment he accepted the position. I mean, this is not rocket mm-hmm. science. But then Danny's, like, 
pissing and moaning about it, and he's like... He starts singing, like, slave work songs. He <laughs> yeah, that, that's the next scene, as he's on the couch playing his guitar, just moping like an asshole. Like, so moping like an asshole. So <laughs> yeah. then... And then he's like, the best man is basically the star of the whole thing. And it's like, this is everyone in the show's problem. <laughs> You're not. It's someone else's wedding. You are not the star. You're the best man. There's so like, many people ahead of the best man who have a, a higher claim to it being about them. Mm-hmm. That's true. But also, it's like, you shouldn't be the best man if that's your perspective. Right, right. right. <laughs> well, it's also like, the best man gets to make the toast, this and that. I'm like, technically, you just make the rule. Like, some people get really caught up in the labels of weddings and, like, everybody has to be slotted into these positions and these are the responsibilities. And it's like, any any wedding, you get to make your own rules. You know, if you don't want yeah. your best man to do a toast, he doesn't do a toast. If you want him, if you want someone else to do a toast, they do a toast. Yeah, this, you know? this is this is stepping on my notes from when this plotline resolves later in the episode. But <laughs> this feels like very much a fabricated by TV kind of problem. But um, I mean, the best man should give a good toast. It's traditionally part of the so yeah. But if Jesse wants to be like, you're my best man, but Danny makes the toast, he can do that. Do not let Jesse give the toast. He's going to bring that fucking puppet. I don't think <laughs> that Danny would give a good toast, but it wouldn't have like Bullwinkle impressions. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and then Popeye. Oh, here's Popeye. <laughs> 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 you know, it's just like get this guy out of here. And here's my woodchuck. It's already saying what? <laughs> Hate that Cut guy. Him out <laughs> of the wedding. Cut him of out of the, the wedding. wedding. And then Alanis Morissette is at the wedding and she like throws her drink in his face. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be kind of good. Yeah. That's I'm just saying if you want to have somebody be your best man, you can still have someone else plan your bachelor party too, you know? It's just like hey, right. David, how mad are you <laughs> that you are not Austin's best man? Oh, I'm furious. <laughs> Austin was Austin's a pretty big asshole. It's David's dad's <laughs> fault. I know. What? Was your dad your best man? <laughs> Whoa, I think we should just man? leave it there yeah. and never no, explain what that. Happened? <laughs> Tell us. Would you like to go, Austin? Sure. So once once upon a time, I don't even know what we how we were talking about it or how it got brought up, but David this is long before any of us were getting married, but David mentioned that his dad has always believed that if you have multiple brothers, you pick a friend to be your best man. And mm-hmm. if you have one brother, you pick your brother to be your best mm-hmm. man. And then your friends are groomsmen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And David relayed this mm-hmm. bit of, of Papa Bits wisdom to me. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that stuck with me. And then when it was time to you know plan my wedding, I was like, well, I have one brother and many friends. So my brother will mm-hmm. be my best man. And, the friends mm. will be the groomsmen, so it's really made your choice fault. easy too, right? It does. It just yeah, you don't you don't have to do this whole sitcomish agonizing mm-hmm. over the choices and all of that. And it it never stopped hurting, did it, David? <laughs> never, not one day. Do I not wake up with a su- su- singular tear rolling down my eye as <laughs> I think of me being a, a mere groomsman in Austin's wedding? David collects those tears in a jar, and someday he'll drown me with them. True. And uh, it's interesting, too, because at David's wedding, I hung out with Austin's dad a lot. <laughs> Did he have Just any something about Did he dad's share any wisdom with you? 
yeah. He's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, he's smart. Oh, oh yeah. I liked him. Well, my reception, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. David and I <laughs> David and I David and I have always said that we'd like to see our dads go head to head in a trivia contest of some kind. Yeah. Oh, dads something. Off. I would have liked to have seen them dancing and wedding together. <laughs> That'd be fun. A, nice, <laughs> a nice slow dance. Mm-hmm. So you Tender. guys were were right before the main event here. <laughs> I know, I know. So Danny, Danny's all moping, the and then DJ and her friend question mark Julie yeah. come in. So this character literally has never. Uh, well, two two things oh should God. be three things. I'm going to say three things about this character. One is she's never been on this show before or after. Sure, sure. <laughs> literally her whole. And then two is we have to talk about her enormous T-shirt she's wearing. Okay. Oh, it's a sweater. <laughs> she's well, it's a sweater, but it's a dress slash a sweater. Yeah. It's one of those sweaters that's so. And does it have like food on it or something? I feel like it had like a house and a unicorn and it's, ice cream. It's got a oh no, bit I liked of it. Saved by the Bell shapes flying. Definitely. At you vibe yeah. Going. Got some shape. vibe shapes. And then I'm almost a hundred percent positive that this is the. First time, and probably one of two times I can think of, that there was a black person there. in the full house. <laughs> Is the other time coming up really soon? Well. Oh, well, not counting this episode. Right. There's, I remember when DJ spot, has an old man who has uh, senility. He was black also. Oh, but Michelle yeah. has Stephanie her friend. Have a friend. Or it's Michelle's friend. Yeah. yeah. She has two different friends. Yes. Um... Both who have one who ended up on Friday Night Lights. I know that. Oh, I didn't know that. That's very <laughs> the, the little gay kid. Is it that one? No, it's the it's her f- black friend Michelle's oh, yeah, black friend. Yeah, I know friend. him. I forget his name. Teddy. He's Teddy. the little brother no, of the Teddy. sister sisters. <laughs> oh, is. Teddy's no? female replacement. Uh, no, it's Michelle. Because wasn't Teddy for uh, Stephanie? Stephanie? No, yeah. Teddy was Michelle's yeah. friend. Okay. So anyway, the 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 excuse to get Urkel, it just I think this I said this ten years ago in writing. It would have made just as much sense if Urkel had just shown up with no yeah. explanation. <laughs> like for him to be the cousin of a character that only exists to bring Urkel into the house, it doesn't even matter. It's like Urkel could just knock on the door. Crash yeah. through the roof with his jetpack like he did on Step right. by Step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a better intro, yeah. It's just like, you guys have done a few of these now, right? Crossovers? Is this mm-hmm. the flimsiest pretense for a crossover? No. <laughs> They're all pretty uh. flimsy. <laughs> Were the Ninja Turtles like the cousin of a turtle that had never <laughs> been on Power Rangers there. before? Their spaceship crashed into the <laughs> in, fight in, zone. So what was what the fuck was their name? Enchantra, like used know. magic to summon them. The That's the Power Rangers in space bad guy used her magic to to bring them forward. Well, I'm going to say that if Enchantra had summoned Urkel, it would make more sense <laughs> than what we're seeing here. I was, I'll just point out that Denise is Michelle's friend who I was referring to, and the actress oh, yeah. is on Friday Night Lights. Oh, okay. Right on. Julianne Smollett, I think it is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Or Journey, sorry, I said the name wrong. No, no. 
Yeah, which is Justin Smollett's sister, maybe. Uh, and there was the whole thing oh, on Empire with Jesse Smollett. Hey, yeah. Let's talk about that for 45 minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel qualified. Yeah, I mean, Alf just passed out and had a Gilligan's Island dream. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty... That was he pretty was elegant. Watching, he was binge watching Gilligan's, and then he dug a lagoon. So I don't know if that's more flimsy or not. I don't know. What if, what if Urkel was just a figment of Stephanie's imagination in this episode for some reason? I mean, that would be nice. He might have been. That's true. Mm. Nah, he interacted with other characters. That's true. He teaches Jesse how to walk. Anyway, the pretense <laughs> for bringing Urkel onto the episode yeah. was... Flint was that they needed? They decided DJ needed a friend who had a cousin who was Steve Urkel, and then they realized there was no black people on the show, so that they just needed to fabricate one just for this pretense, right? How great would it be if Steve Urkel was Kimmy Gibbler's cousin? See yeah, that? Awesome! I would have liked that better. Like, there's no yeah. reason that couldn't have been the case. Not I mean, there's ever. one reason, but. Um, <laughs> I I would have. He's married. I would have liked it. Exactly. I would have liked that. I would have been into that. They mm. both have that awkward neighbor vibe, and they could just be, all be related somewhere. That would be great. I want to create like an entire alt narrative where all of the like wacky sitcom neighbors are related, however distantly. Mm-hmm. I like Their grandma it. Grandma yeah. is Ethel from Lucy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like the matriarch of them all. Powerful. Write so that off. She's the, put she's that the Queen Victoria of the wacky sitcom neighbors. <laughs> yeah. So Urkel knocks on the door and comes in. I don't even know what Urkel necessarily wants at this point. He's just there. Yeah. The camera, the scene. <laughs> yeah. And Danny and Jesse immediately hate him, even though he wasn't even that bad at the moment. They're also like immediately deeply interacting with a ran what is to them a random child who has appeared on their doorstep yeah well they just bring him into their drama right away yeah they're like oh what's up urkel nice to meet you so jesse is getting married and he didn't choose me to be his best man urkel and urkel's not like whoa you guys i didn't sign up for this i'm I'm trying to harass my my cousin." cousin Yeah. It was pretty great when Urkel is just like, yeah. you seem bitter. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. That was when great. Urkel says on. that, you are messed up. <laughs> and his what? advice to Danny is to suck it up and get on with his life. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? I'm, I'm Danny Tanner, DJ's dad. That's Jesse Katsopoulos, my brother-in-law. Hi. Joey's not here. He's uh, Jesse's best man. <laughs> I'm just the head usher. Well, gee, Danny, you sound a little bitter. May I suggest that you just suck it up and get on with your life? Kid's got a point. He has a point. That's not bad <laughs> advice from Steve Urkel. One thing I like about Urkel, he's a straight shooter. <laughs> yep. He's just like, get over it. I'm like, well, I do agree with Urkel on this, that's for sure. But he can't take his own advice. Urkel's not over mm. his own. I know. And then, so after that, for whatever reason, Jesse needs to give Urkel walking lessons, I guess, for... I think it made a lot of sense, why, David? <laughs> <laughs> for physical comedy's sake, I guess. Yeah. Comedy in quotes, But this is what I'm talking about. Like, here's this, like, Jesse's just grabbing this random kid off the street being like, hey, nerdlinger, let me show you how to walk like a cool guy. Jesse's this... like, all right, Urkel, you're in a house full of white people now. We all walk... <laughs> Like, we have a stick up our ass, real rigid. Oh, whoops. Oh, you already know. Right. <laughs> uh, is Jesse the lamest cool guy ever on TV? Or? 
I mean, it wasn't like the Fonz was terribly edgy. <laughs> Hold your tongue. <laughs> yeah, the Fonz, the Fonz was cool, though, right? The Fonz's cool not lame. Now. Yeah, I can't think of anybody else who was cool on TV. Some of those guys, which, who's supposed to be cool at 90210, Austin? Dylan, hello. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dylan was pretty cool. Dylan, yeah. Dylan all cools on Jeff. Well, it's because they made him so wholesome, though, too, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> earlier in Full House, he there's kind of this, like, he's sleeping around kind of vibe. But oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. just like, nope, let, let's just make him super G-rated and he... I mean, lost any edgy hand. Was Cody on Step by Step supposed to be cool, or was he just yeah. a doofus? No, he yeah. was supposed to be cool. Was he cooler than Uncle Jesse? No. <laughs> he was a virgin, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the whole thing, that's right. Well, he Not was cool. the star of, like, Kickboxer 4 or something. Yeah, yeah he was on that. So that's I watched cool. it on, like, TV. Uh, <laughs> On TV once and laughed because I'm like, it's Cody and he's calling this guy a pimp. <laughs> that sounds, I'm gonna go watch that right now. <laughs> I, that. I think the line was, I just was like, you know why I'm like, you know why I'm beating you up? Because you're a pimp and you'll never be anything but a pimp. And I was just like dying laughing. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to see him but say it's... that to TV's Patrick Duffy now? <laughs> yeah. You ain't nothing but a pimp. <laughs> Uh, so then Urkel begins to share his life story about, like, his mom being in labor pains and he's charging through. Yeah, I'm barreling out. <laughs> Let's share our life stories. I'll go first. I was born on a cold Chicago night in 1976, the year of America's bicentennial. My mom was in a great deal of pain and I was charging through. Uh, he was like, I was stretching those walls. <laughs> Womb stretcher. Yeah. And so that's when they just make Ur- Urkel leave, basically. So he goes into the kitchen, I guess. They, they just let him wander somewhere else in the house. He does say the cheese thing, which yeah. is the only one of his catchphrases that he gets out in his brief appearance. Yeah, here. unless you count his snorting laughter. Yeah. And it doesn't set the audience off it as doesn't. much as you would think. Right, I was a little surprised. I thought they were going to go fucking bananas. I mean... Michelle walks into the into a room and is like, "I pooped myself," and everyone goes fucking ape shit. So, yeah, they're more primed for Michelle. It's really something, and I do just want to say, like, the physical comedy of Urkel walking like that—pretty great. He is honest. I'm gonna be real. Like, I know I'm full of shit or whatever, but <laughs> Julia White physical comedy. He's, he's great, man. He's really talented. I know. Oh, oh, oh my god! You guys, yeah. did you see... <laughs> I can't believe this what? hasn't come up yet. What? Did you see the ad for Purple Urkel? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh-huh. Oh like my god, you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> so Jaleel White what? started a company in California of called Purple Urkel. It's Purple Weed. Yeah, it is a weed strain. And he made a commercial for the web and it's him and snoop dog and he <gasps> plays urkel what? and they're smoking weed and then it got taken down <laughs> by whatever giant corporation owns the intellectual property of urkel but Miller Boyer. in the like six hours it was up on the internet i got to watch it oh man, man is there still it. evidence of it I don't know. I mean, probably you could track it down. Carol's good at that stuff. I'll go to the dark web later, you guys. Yeah. 
But um, Purple Urkel, man, it's like Purple Weed plus Urkel. Sign me up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I'll see you guys in six yeah. months for <laughs> Ninja Turtles uh, so, episode. Yeah. <laughs> Urkel leaves. Stephanie comes in and she's got the new glasses, but she thinks she looks like a total dweeb. And they force her to put him on. And then she does for like five seconds and then like runs upstairs. I mean, yeah, what? she and does look like a total yeah, dweeb because I mean, yeah, he's the purple defense. Urkel of glasses. Yeah, like, no, purple cool. Urkel is great, Carol. That's what you don't <laughs> understand. Purple Urkel's wonderful. Those glasses are terrible. Like, pick out some better fucking glasses. Yeah. Like, they don't have to be old lady librarian glasses. Like, come on. They make her face look extra round. Like, you glasses, does gentlemen know, you have to find a frame that suits your face. Exactly. Mm-hmm. One thing about Full House is you never learn the right lesson. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this never, and it's like, the actual lesson is like, just Pick out a good pair of frames. Right. <laughs> that, that's yeah. the real applicable lesson of this well, episode. Well, then there's Jesse who, like, yeah. put his glasses on to demonstrate that, you know, you're not a total dweeb when you wear glasses. And then when she leaves, he asks Joey and Danny, like, do, do I look like a dweeb? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, so wait, is the <laughs> secret lesson that, yeah, you just look like a dweeb if you wear glasses? Like, is that what they're really that's saying? Lesson. Like like, you just have to fool kids into thinking they don't look like a dweeb, but everyone does if you're wearing glasses. Jesse got hotter when he put those glasses on. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, he's got, so like, a Jesse. hot librarian thing going on now, and I am yes. here for it. I that, agree. That wasn't a thing till like, 2005, though, is what you have to understand. Around that time, glasses got real sexy. But before mm-hmm. that, that's like Urkel, like, being a big nerd. It wasn't ex- mm-hmm. Urkel opened the door. Is what you need to understand. He is a pioneer of culture. (laughs) Weren't librarians always a little hot, though? I mean, I know librarians weren't always treated as hot. Like, there's that, that, that movie for Christmas where his wife is a librarian because... He didn't save the town, you know. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you know. It's a wonderful life, or what? Yes, thank you, David. It's a wonderful <laughs> life. She was a, still a hot librarian, even though she was a librarian. It's always been that way. It's just that people ended up being honest about their boners after Urkel. He let us do that. That could well, be. Well, Urkel made people too honest about their boners. That's, That's the problem true. with Urkel. We went too far. Because Urkel, in some ways, he's ahead of his time, but also, you uh, like... You can't, you can't do what Urkel did. You shouldn't have been able to do it at the time. That's true. But it's just a big show about sexual harassment. Yeah. Respect yes. boundaries, you know. Also, while we're yeah. picking nits about glasses, you don't get your glasses at the same time you go to the eye doctor. Uh, mm, that's true. Maybe these days. No, you're no, still you still away. don't. I just got new glasses. You still, you, you go to the eye doctor and they're like, here's your, pres- you need glasses. Here's your prescription. And even <laughs> if you pick them out from the eye doctor, they still have to like ship them out and get them. They go, here's your prescription, you dweeb. <laughs> if you need a prescription, yeah, they've always just let me buy my fake glasses. Stay up. I wouldn't understand. Austin went and they were like, here's your prescription. And then the audience was like, oh. <laughs> All right. So then. Uh, Nothing fucking here. worth talking about happens, dude. <laughs> Go home. We're in the bedroom. Stephanie puts on her glasses, look in the mirror, and then she sees a funhouse version of herself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very traumatizing for her, and nobody cares. It's traumatizing for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so then after the commercial break, Julie and DJ come into the bedroom and apparently Urkel's just hanging out there. Yeah, he yeah. won't go. He's like roaming he the full those house. Girls. Yeah. Right. It does feel very like even worse. Even worse breaking of boundaries if you're just like hanging out in like somebody's bedroom without their permission, like Well, everyone is in this bedroom. I mean, like every character that was ever on the show comes (laughs) into this bedroom over the course of this scene. (laughs) And Stephanie's like, I wanna be alone, and then they're like, Let's just all keep showing up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Stephanie comes in, yeah, and then she's like, I just don't feel like company. And DJ is concerned, and I don't know. I just never, at that age, didn't really care if my siblings were feeling down or not. I was like, whatever, it's not my problem. <laughs> you mean you didn't start to play the gentle music? Yeah. And sit on the bed and ask well, them to rap about like, their day. I mean, Stephanie's reaction is relatively healthy, where she's just like, I just need some time to myself right now. Like, that's a mm-hmm. perfectly fair response. And it's like... <laughs> time to yourself not in the full house lady right totally you know there's like 40 people living in this house well all right to be fair dj just says like is everything all right and she's like yeah i don't want to talk about it. she's like all right and then she leaves but then urkel won't because urkel's urkel yeah and then he tells stephanie about his story of charging through his mother's womb and then uh... and she really listens there's a lot more urkel's mom's womb talk in this episode than i remember yeah, yeah we, we learned no a lot about no wonder we've never seen her right did urkel kill his mother oh we've never seen dark. either of his parents right no, but they're alive, I think, because they abandoned him. Oh, that's right, like at Christmas. Yeah. That's how he ended up. At, They've yeah. got a really weird marriage, and they're kind of like, yeah, abusive or neglectful parents, at least. Right? Yeah, we never see them, though. Uh, so Mysterious. then, to shut yeah. Urkel up, uh, Stephanie talks about her problems, about being self-conscious about her glasses, and then Urkel tells her, basically, that she has to make fun of herself before others make fun of her. And that's not necessarily the greatest advice either. Yeah, it's pretty sad that Urkel has to live that way, but yeah. I get why Urkel has to live that <laughs> way. I mean, there's there's a little kernel of truth to it in terms of, like, like Stephanie executes it very poorly. Like, she takes it a little mm-hmm. bit too literally, but there's something yeah. to be said for, like, don't take yourself too seriously, and then it won't matter if people are making fun of you, or... Yeah, but Ur- Urkel's not expressing it very well, and she runs the entire opposite direction with it. But <laughs> well, and again, just pick a better pair of glasses. Yeah, <laughs> not that difficult. Like and Lens then... Crafters has people that will help you with it. Get some contact lenses. Well, there's that too, right? You couldn't maybe back then. In ninety one, though, yeah, that was its contacts were like right? expensive. About that, so Stephanie, we didn't even say it, she went alone to the optometrist with Joey. That's the mistake. He's going to pick her out glasses yeah, no, for comedy. He's, just... <laughs> he's not her dad. Here's one of those scenari- sitcom scenarios that I never fully appreciated until I became a dad, which is like, I don't know, maybe it was different in 91, but nowadays, like, random non related adults can't just show up at things with kids and be like, I am this child's guardian and I have authority to, like, sit in on this doctor appointment with them. Yeah, I'm Uncle Joey. Let's get the ugliest glasses. And he was wearing a trench coat. <laughs> yeah. 
I so know. creepy. It was pretty. It was pretty. <laughs> it, was a red, it was a red. It flag. felt like you guys didn't want to say because you don't like looking at Joey, but that is what happened. It totally felt like it was Danny's trench coat that he borrowed to look oh, respectable. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should point out to the viewer that both Austin and David are wearing trench coats right now. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> I do admire Urkel's self-confidence, though. Yeah, there yeah. is something to be said for that. He's very comfortable with who he is. And there is something about getting in front of the joke first. It's a great strategy, but don't just, like, grovel in it. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we'll get to that scene. I think I already yeah. talked about it, but yeah. I think it also, like, getting in front of the joke depends on how sensitive you are about the thing, too, because it doesn't, if you're, if it's something that really bothers you, it doesn't do you much good to try to do that and then have people <laughs> laugh at the thing that's already bothering you. you know? And if your voice cracks and you start crying, it doesn't Yeah, help. exactly. <laughs> but also, Pharaoh's just trying to mind their own business. <laughs> Enjoy silent reading time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I hated school so much. But I do miss silent reading time. Right, yeah. Silent reading like time that is right best. Now. Silent reading time is the shit. Can we do a silent reading episode? <laughs> Let's just do it right now, you guys. Let's do 15 minutes of silent reading. It's super. Yeah. I'll give my book. The reason Ryan doesn't want to talk about this episode anymore is because that's the last we see of Urkel. Really. Series yeah. Stephen Urkel. <laughs> so that was my other question. Is this the most incidental crossover like I don't, <laughs> well, I don't know we just did the elf gilgans island which wasn't much better well so this episode like it seems to me like they had the episode and then they were like oh we got to stick urkel in there and they just kind of made it work yeah mm-hmm. but if yeah. you took urkel out it wouldn't really change anything you could just have Joey give the bad advice. Right. About yeah, and then, when, and then at the end, does. he's like, that's yeah. not what I meant, Steph. I meant to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Don't be a total <laughs> asshole. Be like 30% of an asshole. <laughs> um, that's true. This is the most useless crossover because Gilligan and the Power Rangers were very much a part of their episodes. Yeah, so you could not even, remove them. Like the actual crossover part of the ALF episode with the Gilligan's crew was fairly minimal, but the entire episode was built around Alf's random one-off obsession with Gilligan's <laughs> we Island. We all had That's Gilligan fever. Yeah. Yeah. Did you only do three? Yeah, because there's three yeah. of us. Oh, there's only three of you, right? I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you want to come back and do a fourth you one. You want to edit one, yeah. Ryan? Of course I'm, not. I'm glad you asked, because no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hassle. Save <laughs> <laughs> by the Bell never had any real crossover, did it? No. Um, not unless you count the Marsha Warfield interdimensional. <laughs> That's true. Or or the yeah, NBC Thanksgiving Stars episode. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me and my homies. Stars. All the Marsha Warfield appearances. Yeah, exactly. yeah, basically Marsha Warfield is like the Saved by the Bell guest star. Yeah. They do count that. R.I.P. Marky Post. <laughs> oh, wait, you guys, though, I was really on the edge of my seat about the uh, best man selection. Yeah, so we go to the kitchen, and Jesse tries to butter up Danny by saying, let's go clean grout, but that doesn't work, <laughs> so then he decides to call in Joey and makes them both best men. And I'm like, no, keep Joey in the basement. Don't <laughs> even talk to him. Just doesn't ball him in. feel like he can do that? He can make them both uh, best mans or best men. Man, but isn't that like go. trying to 
there's a bit of like putting the toothpaste back into the tube where like you already picked Joey over Danny. Like whatever right. you do now, that that's just a thing that happened, right? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Danny's never going to forgive him, but I think it's because of all those long nights they spent keeping each other warm in the basement next to that mommy mummy. You just yeah, you don't I mean, get closer. This is what he should have done from the start. Yeah, but he didn't. He specifically no. chose Joey <laughs> over Danny, and you can't undo it. I think it's easy to to sell to Danny, like, Joey just needed it more. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's true. Because Danny good. has the stronger case, as we laid out before. But Jesse could very easily sell Danny on and being like, "Look, Danny. I mean, it would be you. But what else does Joey have?" <laughs> it's like Danny, if you killed yourself, you, uh, that your show wouldn't have a host, and your children would have no father. If Joey killed himself, you'd be like fucking Mardi Gras. Yeah, you get your dead back. <laughs> yeah. Then we just have two dead bodies in the basement. Right? That would really get suspicious. Well, there's more than two. <laughs> okay. Oh, I forgot the whole canon of the series. Ryan, broad guesstimate. How many corpses are under that Tanner Row house? Well, there's Papuli. I, I don't know if that happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> Papuli's definitely in that basement. The original Danny Tanner's there. Yep. The original Danny Tanner. The moms, yeah. the grandmas. Are they all down there? Oh, yeah. There's a couple of grandmas down there. <laughs> There's that kid, there's like, Danny was like dating someone who had a naughty son for like, he's oh, definitely yeah. dead. Oh yeah, Vicky. Vicky? You think Vicky she hasn't that? showed up yet, but oh. she'll end up in that basement, yeah. yeah. The deeper they go, they just find more bones. It's true. Oh, man. Just a pile of bones down there. <laughs> uh, so then we go to the school, and we kind of talked about this, but it's silent reading time, and... Stephanie doesn't want to put on her glasses and the teacher's like, yo, put your glasses on. And then the kid is like, you got glasses? And then she starts pulling out all these different novelty glasses and has these yeah. lame jokes. Let's see your new glasses. Here they are. <laughs> <laughs> my glasses fit great, but my eyeballs are loose. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Those were my real glasses. These are... <laughs> oh no, my head shrunk! <laughs> Stephanie, could I please see you at my desk? Now, you kids behave yourselves. I've got eyes in the back of my head. Stephanie. But those jokes are killing with that audience, apparently. They love it, yeah. I mean, they're third grade. It, it tracks. I mean, it, It's a uh, raucous audience yeah. of just woos and, like... But I just, I just love how, like, comedian. one kid innocently asking about her glasses, she's like, oh, God, this is their opening salvo. <laughs> and then the teacher just is like, Stephanie, get over here. And she gets in trouble. And she was being disruptive, but I feel like a bit of... A warning could have sufficed at least to start of like knock it off. David, you're taking her side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you can give the warning of knock it off, start reading, and if she doesn't, David, listen, it's silent reading time. 
<laughs> and she literally, like, she makes some bad jokes, and you're like, all right, there's your bad joke. And then she, like, stands up and turns around, and it's like, hey, everyone, I'm going to keep going with this. Uh, Here's no, some I'm... more novelty glasses. I would be like, you get the fuck over here. If I was <laughs> <laughs> that was after she was already in trouble, though, that she put the second pair, just to get her. That's what I'm from. saying, David. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that the teacher's like, Stephanie, come to my desk, please. And everyone and in the class is like, ooh. And her desk is like two steps away from where Stephanie is anyway. That's the part that reads most real to me. Because whenever somebody would clown around with novelty props during silent reading time and get in trouble, everybody would go, ooh. That's true. That is true. No, with real life situations. But Story yeah, how out. irritating that she has this whole... This whole carrot top repertoire of like prop comedy, <laughs> and it's like, of course she does because she had. That's what the basement uncle is all about. So you can go mm-hmm. raid his clown gear. Like, did where did you learn this? I learned it from you. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. Did you guys see the tip of carrot top's penis on Instagram? I saw that. Yeah, I had yeah, to scroll yeah. really far. You did too, David. <laughs> I, I saw the penis, yeah. But we I all saw Austin's it. I saw Carrie's penis. Did I see the penis, no. Loser. <laughs> nerd. Am I? Am I? Dweeb. Caratop is so weird looking. I mean, not like he wasn't before, but he's so know. other. When he got other waddled up, it just didn't well, work for him. Okay. And then, like, some kind of surgeries have happened. He looks kind of like a yeeks, but he looks like Lionel. Well, he has, like, the tattooed on eye. Browse. I like that. But for 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 the few people who didn't see it, yeah, Carrot Top was doing like a Instagram video, and he was like jogging or whatever. Yeah, tip of his dick sticking out. Someone told someone told me that they thought um, he was cruising is why he did Uh... it, which actually made sense to me. I don't know if he knew that, but so speaking, Ryan, of how weird looking he is, and then penises are weird looking. So then to look at Carrot Top's penis, we all were like, we're going to see something strange. And then he did all those kicks, so it was like bobbling around. Like, mm. Austin, you really missed out. <laughs> you missed out, Austin. You didn't see Carrot Top's penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life-changing. I'm sure, I'm sure Austin's heart I really feel like I have deeply missed out on something. <laughs> get a better prescription and get <laughs> no. close to the screen. So we go to the living room, <laughs> and Michelle finds money in the couch and then eats a Cheeto from the couch cushions. And, I've been there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Relatable. I mean, they don't really, like, uh, go bad. I mean, they Cheetos, might get a little right? chewy, they but they some... still taste good. <laughs> and then the ice cream man comes, but Michelle can't get the piggy bank open. And then she's sad, but DJ informs her that there's fudgicles in the freezer, but it's just not the same. I mean, she's not wrong. It really isn't. <laughs> I knew you'd take her side. <laughs> I mean, I've been there. I've legit been there. Isn't there like a thing that you can pull out of the bottom of the piggy bank to get your change? Yeah, I mean, you'd think so, but I don't, she's just never taught it. Sometimes you do just have to behead them. It's a parable about capital. I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap my head around, like, if there was, say, if this was a normal piggy bank where she could, like, pull off the bottom and, like, shake mm-hmm. the change out... How old is Michelle? If you're three, four, maybe? Yeah. This four-year-old's gonna, like, run down the San Francisco street and buy... Mm-hmm. I, like, she was fully prepared to walk out that door if she would have just gotten the yeah, money they out of the have locks on the door for a reason. They let their kids roam free any, all the time. She's already totally unsupervised in the living room. The locks in their house are on the inside of the door. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you guys, speaking of fudgicles, did you guys know that Orson Welles loved fudgicles? I did not, but that indeed. I mean, I'm not surprised. It's a track. Toward the end of his life, everyone's like waiting for him to make his next best movie, like the uh, Citizen Kane again, and he doesn't. But he stays at Peter uh, Bogdanovich's. I'm sure he made another Citizen oh, Kane. Oh, yeah, that was the great. And he was paid three fudgicles for that. <laughs> <laughs> now, he was staying with Civil Shepherd and Peter Bogdanovich, who Ryan might remember as Dr. Melfi's therapist in The Sopranos. I didn't know that. And he was just eating fudgicles until he passed out with a cigarette and set their garage on fire. And then they made oh. him stay somewhere else. Wow. I mean, I'm never surprised to hear that anyone loves <laughs> fudgesicles. Yeah, I think mean, they're pretty good. <laughs> they're pre- they are damn tasty. Yeah, so Orson good. Wells is a yeah, star, was... and he was a great Optimus Prime. You're right. <laughs> he was. He was a Unicron, Carol. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and they're fudgesicles. No, he liked fudgesicles. <laughs> it's like popsicle, but with fudge instead of pop. <laughs> Fudgesicles. This is why you have glasses, Ryan. He unironically played a living planet at the end of the movie. <laughs> the party was born to play. I'm sure he didn't know even what it was. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> what is this nonsense? He was like, I'll check? take that check. <laughs> check <please. laughs> More fudgesicles. Yeah. <laughs> this equals many fudgicles. <laughs> Joey is also disappointed he missed the uh, ice cream man, but then when DJ informs him of the fudgesicles, he also claims that it's not the I same. Mean, he, so uh, Austin's a bit of a Joey, I think is what we're hearing. I'm just saying broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> oh, man, Austin, you've been humbled by relating to Joey and Michelle, or at least you should be. I know, it's terrible. All right, so we end up in the bedroom. Stephanie is writing, I will not disrupt class over and over again on a piece of paper. Is that like a real punishment? I don't know. Oh, is she? Yeah. Yeah. You have to do it on the blackboard. At least though. that's how Bart like Simpson does it. Right? Yeah, I know. There's plenty of media has that as a punishment. I don't think I've ever really experienced it. In I had to do life. it one time in high school. What did yeah. you do in high school? Yeah, because I used to always be talking and shit. And yeah. I'm like... It was like, I will not talk, I will write, or whatever, you know? And she was like, it would be called writing lines. She'd be like, write 300 lines, or however many. And then I wrote them, and then, like, the next day I brought them, I was like, here. And she was like, all right. And she didn't even look at them. And I was like, will you, will you please just look at them so that I'll know, I'll know it was for her reason? She's like, I believe you. I was like, I wish you didn't. I wish, I wish that you would make sure I wrote these, because I did. And then you learned the wrong answer. I did. I'm trying to think, like, nowadays, did you have to, like, you know, like, text 300 lines? Like... Yeah, I just cut and pasted. Copy-paste, bro? Yeah, I know. Kids don't know how to write with a pencil anymore. Are you yeah. kidding? I am. Yes, I am kidding. Okay. <laughs> Uh-oh. They, they know how. <laughs> Yep, Joey comes in and he's giving her a pep talk saying, oh, you're you're just overplaying it. The kids weren't being that mean. And then he calls her the most beautiful third grader he knows, which, which is a lot weird. wrong with that. I know. Joey knows a lot of third graders. So. No, a lot of beautiful third graders. Beautiful as Stephanie. Trust him. Yeah, there's a lot wrong. He's calling her beautiful. That's weird. But it's also like overemphasizing physical appearance in a way that... Especially right. for kids, can be problematic in and of itself. It's okay. Like, You're still beautiful and thus have worth. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, what's he going to tell her? She's beautiful inside? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's not. But it doesn't matter how she looks? I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, anyone who would tease you is a jerk. That was a weird, straightforward delivery, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I suppose, true. Oh, and then Joey's like, oh, that class clown shit. I did that once. And you're like, <laughs> you're doing that every episode <laughs> yeah, that's of your life. I did that yeah. once. Like, that's your entire fucking persona. It's yeah. your existence. Deal, man. <laughs> <laughs> you built an entire career, tried to build an entire career. Career. Yeah. career. Yeah. When he said I did that once, he's talking about the, his spectrum of his it's existence. A, I did that once. <laughs> One life. I have one life, and I did one it in that one life once. It's this one right now. Hong Kong. Waka waka. Did anyone say what? I know. Where's the puppets? I don't Where's think the, the puppets showed up yet, right, Ryan? That's yeah, I, I know. I don't they know. couldn't afford him yet. <laughs> after, he, after he, like, bumbles his way into a lucrative kids' show job. Yeah. So... Joey convinces Stephanie to put on her glasses and give herself a real look in the mirror. And then and then he's like, look in the mirror, and then listen, what do you hear? I hear gentle music playing. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, uh-huh. the gentle music plays. That's and how you, you know what that means? Yeah. Everything's fine now. Yep. <laughs> Here's the problem, is you had the fisheye lens on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, someone smeared this mirror with Vaseline. Wipe <laughs> No, you put the Vaseline on to be smooth. Oh, that's right. Yeah, to yeah. get that. Uh, but it had like a purple gack frame to make her look weird with the fisheye. It's like, so Stephanie gets pep talks from the worst men that exist, perhaps. First yes. Urkel and then Uncle Jess, Joey. It's like, what is Danny doing right now? Brushing up on his chess game. <laughs> <laughs> or moping yeah, about like... being a latter day best man. Where's Screech when you need him, right? Oh, yeah. Screech should give her a pep talk about being a terrible, (laughs) ugly nerd. Well, yeah. I mean, to your point, Ryan, Joey isn't saying anything new here. He's just, like, reiterating what they were saying earlier. And this time, because the music played, Stephanie accepts it and moves on. Yeah. It's true. That's how this shit works. It's like the music Mm -hmm. is the actual solution. Question. Nobody ever says anything of substance while the music's playing. <laughs> right. They're just like, all right, it's been 22 minutes and the music's playing, so say aw and we'll hug, and then the credits will come okay, on. That's then, it. And then Stephanie he like, makes her. Posing, you know, yeah. Oh, go Yeah, on. that was uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, give me a model pose of like a fourth grade. Oh, God. Yeah, give like, me a sexy you know fourth he... grader. Yeah. Oh, Give me a sexy fifth grader. Yeah, it was so creepy. I think we all agree that Joey needs to be kicked out right. and he can keep Danny's so, trench yeah, coat. Yeah, someone keep that trench coat away from Joey. <laughs> yeah, there's so much wrong. So, I mean, this is, you know, we're lucky enough to have the internet's foremost full house expert on our show Ooh. today. Yeah. Oh, man. Does Stephanie ever <laughs> wear glasses again? That's my question. Yes. I don't remember, but I'm going <laughs> to say probably not. I think she does. I does thought she? she does. To be fair, they're reading glasses. Well, that's true. I suppose that's their out. That's a Cause, good dodge. Because, David, she doesn't wear them like all the time from this no but i'm fairly sure like even in later seasons i thought she has glasses on in one of the like yeah i I thought she wore them maybe when studying like you're right right they are it's my interpretation i mean i guess i always thought that just the actors needed glasses but you know yeah yeah that they wrote they wrote it in because the actor Mm -hmm. needed it yeah but that's the episode everywhere you look everywhere you have any final thoughts lessons learned 
What happened to Urkel? <laughs> he might be he in the to basement. Back to his home planet. <laughs> I do. How would you feel if they murdered Urkel? Great. <laughs> I would really be so sad. <laughs> um, I suppose it's worth pointing out that this was not part of a like mass TGIF night of Urkel crossover event. Oh, I, oh, I thought it was. No, yeah. that's a lot of people think that, but it wasn't. It was oh. like a year before. I think we looked into it or something. Yeah. Yeah. I always remembered it as like the night of Urkel, but and, yeah. and I guess to be fair, I think in this is may have been what we, the conclusion we came to David, mm. it's entirely possible that somewhere along the way they, took a bunch of reruns and strung them together and then sold that as, like, a Knight of Urkel. Well, the step-by-step crossover with Family Matters or Urkel shows up, that has a direct link yes. from the end of one episode to the beginning of the other. Right, he takes off in the rocket, the jetpack yeah. at the end of Family Matters and crashes into mm-hmm. TV's Patrick Duffy's house in step-by-step. So it could have been that they had those two episodes and they just reran this one in front of it for right, that night. Right. But I believe this episode aired before that step by step crossover. Yeah. And not as part of like the same night of TV. It's it's spooky. It does feel like they have bones in the basement and that the windows are locked from the inside and the light can allow and they're all just like Whenever they kill another lady, they absorb another uncle, and they're just... <laughs> what are they doing? Is that the lesson? Doing? When you kill a lady, you absorb an uncle? <laughs> that was my lesson. I learned, I learned to do the vanity smurf to myself in the mirror with my glasses on. <laughs> Who's a beautiful fifth grader? <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Austin, you got anything? No, I'm good. I got my pedantic yeah. point about the night Urkel out there. So. I learned a lesson I learn all too often. Well, not often these days, which is Full House sucks. It's, just not <laughs> it's a good lesson from the old days. There yeah, is something, Ryan, about that music. It is the most powerful protagonist, and it just. It makes me feel like everything's going to be okay, but then nothing else that happens makes me feel like that. So, so um, watch out. If you're not familiar with the Vanity Smurf, you should look it up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who our audience is that isn't. Well, could be. There's some gentle folks. It's worth a, it's worth a quick Google search. <laughs> I mean, it's not that complicated. I mean, you've probably done it, but you didn't know what it was called. <laughs> Right, David? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, believe you guys. Why did I agree to this shit? <laughs> well, because a very long time ago, you cursed yourself to reviewing every single episode. And so now sometimes you have to come back and guest star and like do echoes of the past. But I vowed never to watch it again. Did and I was right. Vow on blood? I was right. I was right. To, I vowed on the bones of an uncle. <laughs> should have worked. That should have worked. But was it like a Joey uncle, though? Yeah, was it a lesser uncle. uncle. It's an uncle that no one would miss. <laughs> uh, where, where can people find you online, Ryan? Uh, well, right now, I'm doing a Patreon for my Muhammad Ali comics biography. Ooh, mm-hmm. I got the we first issue in my mailbox. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got the first issue. Thank you, Austin and David. Only. <laughs> supporting my Patreon. You'll be getting some nice things in the mail soon. Um, so Patreon.com slash Oh Yes Very Nice. O-H-Y-E-S-V-E-R-Y-N-I-C-E. Uh, and for and I don't yeah. think we've discussed that on the show very much. So just to say, you're doing an auto bio of Muhammad Ali, and you have like the first couple of issues. It's not no, an wait, auto bio. You can't do an auto bio. Wait, story if it was an auto bio. I am not Muhammad Ali. Oh, oh. I, I did oh. research his life a lot. I read lots and lots of materials, and yeah. I made a comic book biography about him. And the first chapter's done. And the chapters are going to be printed up as little comic books. And the first one's done. It's at the printer right now. Probably be in my hands in a couple of weeks. And then I'll mail them out to all the contributors. Or you can, for slightly cheaper, cheaper for you, higher profit point for me, you can just get a digital copy. I'll send you a PDF when it's done. Uh, Yeah, first one's done. And uh, second one's in. That Ooh, sounds like cool. the solution for me, who's behind the times. Digital copies. <laughs> Carolyn? Um, I am not doing an autobiography on anybody. <laughs> well, you, I, it'd only be one person. There's only one person. I know, right? Well, I might switch it up. I might do it on Ethel. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, tweeting Bon Mots. I'm at Carolyn Main, C-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the streets. You can find me on Patreon. I'm really needing to send backers a postcard. I'm not supporting Ryan. Also, <laughs> Carolyn Main. You know, artists. What's up? Um, and that's all, I guess, that I'm doing that when I'm not just, like, selling Ryan Uncle Bones that I find from local hurricanes or traffic train accidents. That's where you can find me. It's a lucrative business. Austin? It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of lucrative business, you can find me writing on the internet at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. And at ComicsXF and ComicBookHerald.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Austin Gorton. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Dr. Bits. That's a doctor spelled out. And at the real gentleman of leisure.com. Maybe someday. Um, <laughs> I just say it just so I have something, you know. I want to feel like I'm, just, I'm still waiting for my Law and Order reviews. Dude. I know. Chunk I, know. Chunk. I should just, uh, yeah, anyways. Uh, we are a very special episode podcast. You can rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Are they all still in existence? This is uh, I think one of those Podbean might be gone. I don't know. Is Podbean not Podbean? <laughs> Do I have to update my uh, copy? Here? No, I have to scratch it out on my notebook. I'm not doing that. Yeah, no, no. You know, I've been gone a while, you guys, but nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> You can follow the show on Twitter at AVSE Pod, and you can check out our Facebook and email us at AVSE Podcast at gmail.com. For a very special episode podcast, this is David saying, I don't look like a total dweeb because I wear glasses. I look like a total dweeb for many, many other reasons. That was a very special episode We dissected that shit from head to toe Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons Oh, how we've grown Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode Next time on a very special episode
Hi, Michelle. It's me, Kermit the Frog. Um, you don't want to cry, do you? Oh, uh, hi. It's me, Pee Wee Herman. Ha! Huh? Do you want to go to my playhouse? Ha! Ha! I want you to know that I'm happy for you. I wish nothing but the best King me. I know the version of me. Is she perverted like me? Would she go down on you in a theater? Does she speak like money? And would she have your baby? I'm sure she'd make a really excellent mother. Hello, Put the stem of your glasses in your mouth and think upper elementary school. It out. Oh, <laughs> 
click your heels together three times and say, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. <gasps> Dorothy, wake up. Your teeth are finished. Yeah.